Hello there, and welcome to Kid History. My name is Logan, and I'm the creator of the Kid History Learning Series. Kid History is an educational podcast and book series made for children. Today's episode is called, Let's Learn About Mexico. We'll learn about the Mayan peoples, the Aztec Empire, Hernán Cortés, the Catholic Church influence, Mexico's independence, the Yucatán Peninsula, mariachis and traditional Mexican clothing, Mexican food, football, Mexican holidays, and more. Did you know that this podcast is also available as an illustrated children's book on Amazon? Links can be found in the description below for my social media, YouTube channel, and other books. And finally, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and tell others about this podcast. Are you ready? Let's learn about Mexico. The Mayan Peoples Let's start our journey of Mexico's history by learning about some of its earliest residents, the Mayas. They lived in central Mexico over 4,000 years ago, near what is now Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. Mayan life was very advanced for its time, as they built pyramids, developed calendars, and made beautiful art. Chichen Itza is a Mayan city built around 600 AD. It was the center of Mayan culture and included numerous palaces and temples. It's believed that Chichen Itza was a location that natives went to worship and interact with other citizens. Today, it's one of Mexico's most famous tourist spots, with millions of tourists visiting its ruins every year. The Maya were ahead of their time and were able to create their own calendar. There were 365 days in the Maya calendar. Hab was the name for weeks, and the years were called rounds in reference to the Earth's movement around the sun. The calendars would often be carved into round stones that would turn into some beautiful pieces of art. Speaking of art, the Maya were amazing artists. Some of their paintings and crafts have been found, and they give us a glimpse into the daily life of that time. Scenes of farming, shops, and religious ceremonies have been found all over the central Mexico region. The Aztec Empire The Aztec peoples lived in Mexico during the 1300s to 1500s, after the time of the Maya. Their empire was large, and it also included the cities of Tenochtitlan, Texcoco, and Tlacopan. The complete group was referred to as the Aztec Civilization. Unfortunately, the Aztec Empire came to a quick end at the hand of Spanish invaders. Thankfully, we are able to study them and their culture to learn more about how they lived. The Aztec capital, Tenochtitlan, was located in modern-day Mexico City and had numerous pyramids in the area. The Pyramid of Santa Cecilia Acatitlan was built as a temple and is famous for its beautiful steps. Historians believe that the temple was built to honor the gods Hitzolopochtli and Tlaloc, who were the gods of war and rain. Parts of the temple still stand today and can be visited by tourists. The Aztecs were considered to be some of the fiercest warriors that the world has ever known. Their society promoted warfare and would often raise young men to be warriors from a very early age. Warriors trained for days on end to perfect their fighting skills and master the Mexican jungles. Their armies were thought to be unbeatable as they destroyed their enemies. 
This all ended when Spanish invaders arrived in Mexico. Hernán Cortés Hernán Cortés was a conquistador, or Spanish sea explorer. He was sent on a mission by the King of Castile in Spain to search for gold and spices in the New World. His ship landed in what is now Veracruz in the year 1519. The local Aztecs believed that Hernán Cortés was a god, and he was invited by the king of the Aztec Empire to his home in Tenochtitlan. Cortés spent the next two years learning the Aztec culture and made many friendships with the Aztec community. However, Cortés was playing a trick on the Aztecs and was preparing an attack. In 1521, Hernán Cortés and his armies attacked the Aztec Empire. In reality, he had spent the last two years learning about the Aztecs' valuable goods and finding ways to beat them in battle. The Aztecs stood no chance against the advanced weapons of the European conquerors. It was diseases brought from the Europeans that hurt the Aztecs the most, as they had never seen these types of illnesses before. Cortés was able to defeat the Aztecs, and he created a new Spanish colony named Nueva España, or New Spain. Spain would spend the next 50 years expanding their colonies in Mexico. Unfortunately, the Spanish would use native peoples as slaves to build their new settlements. The Aztecs and other native peoples slowly disappeared as the Spanish colony grew. The Catholic Church European settlers moved to Mexico and brought with them their religions. Catholicism was the largest religion at the time in Spain, and its immigrants brought its teachings to the New World. Along with the Spanish language, the Catholic Church is one of the remaining two original influences from the conquistadors. In 1524, a group of priests called the Twelve Apostles of Mexico arrived from Spain. They made the journey from the Yucatan Peninsula to the newly formed Spanish city of Nueva España. The goal of these priests was to convert as many as indigenous Mexican peoples as possible. The natives were often moved against their will to missions or communities that were run by the Spanish church. They would spend time learning the Spanish language and more about the Catholic religion. Mexico's most important national icon and Catholic cultural symbol is La Virgen de Guadalupe, or the Virgin of Guadalupe. Stories say that she appeared during Aztec times and that she was the Virgin Mary from the Bible. The story was made up by the Catholic Church to try and convince natives to join the church. The Virgin of Guadalupe's story has since evolved, and today she is considered the mother of all Mexicans. Her images are used throughout Mexico to represent the importance of religion and one's Mexican cultural heritage. Mexico's Independence in 1821, the natives could no longer tolerate Spanish rule and wanted their own nation. The Spaniards had been neglecting their colonies, and numerous natives were becoming sick. General Agustín de Iturbide helped lead a rebellion for the Mexican side against the Spanish. Spain's soldiers were defeated by the smaller Mexican army, and in 1822, the first Mexican constitution was written. However, it wasn't long until General Iturbide became mad with power and declared himself Emperor of Mexico. Then came a soldier by the name of Antonio López de Santa Ana. He helped lead a resistance against Iturbide and solidify the Mexican government. 
Santa Ana helped establish a federal Mexican republic that was made up of four major territories and 19 states. One of his most famous military achievements came when the Mexican army defeated Texas in its battle for independence at the Alamo. Santa Ana continued to serve as Mexico's president for over a decade. Santa Ana's presidency came to an end in 1855 when the United States defeated Mexico in the Mexican-American War. Mexico was forced to secede numerous territories to the USA. The former president was forced into exile in 1855, but he had already cemented his legacy as a fighter for the Mexican people. The Yucatan Peninsula The Yucatan Peninsula is a landmass located at the southern tip of Mexico. It borders Central America, the Gulf of Mexico, and the Caribbean Sea. It is home to one of the world's most beautiful rainforests and home to 546 species of birds. However, the peninsula used to be home to some much larger animals. Dinosaurs! Millions of years ago, dinosaurs roamed the Earth, and Mexico was home to hundreds of different types of them. However, scientists believe that the days of the dinosaurs came to an end when an asteroid made impact with Earth. A large crater was discovered off the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula, and it is believed that this is the location of that fateful asteroid. Life eventually returned to the peninsula, and in millions of years later, the Mayans would call the Yucatan Peninsula home. The peninsula is considered a significant location for Mayan culture, and it is the location of numerous ancient Mayan archaeological sites. Two of the most famous ancient locations are Uxmal and Chichen Itza. Many Mexican locals are of Maya descent and still practice their longtime traditions. Don't be surprised to hear locals speaking their traditional Mayan languages as you visit the Yucatan Peninsula. The area is an example that Mexico is full of beauty and history from north to south. Mariachis and Traditional Clothing Mexico is famous for their traditional music groups called mariachi. Mariachi music is a mixture of native Mexican, Spanish, and African traditions and varies depending on the region. Mariachi groups come in all different sizes, with some of them reaching over 20 members. The instruments in mariachi bands consist of violins, trumpets, and unique-sounding guitars called vihuela and guitarrons. This type of music originated in the Mexican state of Jalisco and today is known all over the globe. Mexico has many traditional types of clothing, depending on which cultural group we study. The indigenous Huipi peoples of central Mexico designed ornate hand-woven tunics that contained ribbon and lace. Ponchos have been part of the native culture for hundreds of years and are made to help keep warm and dry in the wettest of climates. The serape is a cross between a shawl and a blanket. It's made of hand-woven wool and was originally used by shepherds and farmers. Mexico is full of traditions, whether it be the wonderful sounds of a mariachi group or an endless line of traditional clothes. You can be sure to find many traditions all through Mexico. Don't be surprised by all the colors. Colors are plentiful, and the clothes of Mexico reflect the colorful lives of its native peoples. Mexican food Mexican food is some of the most delicious food to be found anywhere on the planet. Some traditional Mexican food ingredients include tomatoes, onions, garlic, and peppers. These are often paired with flattened cooked dough called tortillas. 
Chilaquiles are a traditional breakfast food that is made with fried corn tortillas topped with a tomato salsa. If you need to warm up, then you'll love pozole. It's a meat stew that is mixed with a traditional vegetable called hominy. It provides a starchy addition to the pozole that makes it very filling and delicious. Mexico is also famous for its queso or cheese. Queso fresco is similar to feta cheese in that it is soft, moist, and crumbly. Cotija is aged cheese that is named after the town of Cotija, Michoacán. This queso is strong and salty and used primarily as a topping for Mexican dishes. Both of these quesos are delicious when paired with our next Mexican dish. Tacos are one of Mexico's most famous foods. These handheld foods consist of a tortilla that is filled with meats and vegetables. The taco dates back to pre-Spanish times and is a staple of Mexican diets. Tacos have since become popular all over the world and have included all kinds of toppings. Football Mexico loves its sports, but soccer, or football, is by far the most popular sport. Football is a game played between two teams of 11 players. The teams attempt to control a soft inflated ball with only their legs and feet. The game is played all over Mexico, and their fans are known as some of the most passionate in the world. Football was brought to Mexico at the end of the 1800s by priests and immigrants that had come to find work. Teams began to organize, and in 1927, the Mexican Federation of Soccer was founded. One year later, in 1928, Mexico played its first international game in Amsterdam. Mexico has since competed in numerous World Cup and CONCACAF international matches against teams from all over the world. El Tricolor, or El Tri, is the nickname for the Mexican national team. The name comes from the team's three uniform colors of green, white, and red. One of El Tri's most famous soccer players of recent times is a striker named Javier Chicharito Hernández. Little P has represented Mexico in the World Cup and other prominent European soccer leagues. Other notable former players include Jared Borghetti, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, Carlos Hermosillo, and Luis Hernández. Mexican Holidays The Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe is on December 12th, and it celebrates the Virgin Mary. She is considered by citizens to be the patron saint of Mexico. The feast is followed by another fiesta called Posadas, which is a celebration that reenacts Mary and Joseph's biblical journey to Bethlehem. Families celebrate by going from door to door, carrying candles and singing. This represents when Mary and Joseph asked for shelter. Días de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead, is celebrated on November 2nd. The day is meant for families to remember and honor those who have passed on. Friends will leave offerings on an ofrenda, or an altar, which is dedicated to the deceased. Around the altar are items that the individual enjoyed in life, such as their favorite drinks, treats, or foods. Día de la Independencia, or Independence Day, celebrates the 1810 Battle of Mexico's Independence that we discussed earlier. Fiestas take place on September 15th and 16th. Each year, the President of Mexico stands on the balcony of the Mexican National Palace and rings a bell that was used by Hidalgo to rally the troops back in 1810. After ringing the bell, the President leads the citizens in a chant to commemorate those who were lost in the fighting for Mexico's independence from Spain. 
Let's review. We started our journey of Mexico's history by learning about the Mayans and their ancient city of Chichen Itza. Then we learned about the Aztecs. They built some of the ancient pyramids that still stand today. In 1519, Hernán Cortés landed in Veracruz and claimed the Mexican land in the name of the Spanish king. However, 300 years later, Mexico would gain their independence. Don't forget about the wonderful music of the mariachis and their colorful outfits. You may just find a mariachi band serenading you as you eat one of the many delicious Mexican dishes we learned about. Look out for that football! Whoa, that ball almost got you there! Now we know how much Mexico loves its soccer, and that some matches are so popular they could be considered national holidays. Speaking of holidays, make sure to enjoy Dia de los Muertos and the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Both are filled with fun, family, and food. Until next time, welcome to Mexico! Who knew that there'd be so much to learn about Mexico? I hope you enjoyed learning with me about how Mexico became what it is today. I had such a great time learning with you, and you've made learning a lot of fun. Remember, this podcast is also available as an illustrated children's book on Amazon. Links can be found in the description below for my social media, YouTube channel, and other books. Finally, and most importantly, never forget that you're special, you're perfect, and you're loved. See you next time.